Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Our leader for tonight is George. My name is George. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, George. Hi, George. So before I can go any further, I need to get in fit spiritual condition. So please join me in saying the serenity prayer. God, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. First of all, I want to welcome our newcomer. Newcomers are the most important people in any meeting. You were the reason why we had meetings. So one of the things I learned in, uh, in recovery is that this is uh, not a me program, but it's a we program. And so uh, to sort of underline that, um, I need to begin by acknowledging the people who, whose shoulders I stand on, uh, the people who helped me in recovery. So I want to acknowledge, first of all, I want to acknowledge Roseanne and all the early pioneers of OA who paved the way and gave us the tools that we can use in order to live abstinently, relieved of our compulsion. I also want to thank Bill W. and Dr. Bob, who are the early pioneers of AA, who shared with us that there was a way out of our dilemma. It's called the 12 Steps of a True Design for Living. I am forever grateful to them for providing us the spiritual solution to our common problem. So if you can't see, you can't hear us on here, but I'm really nervous about sharing. I don't do sharing really well. Um, um, yeah, I get very nervous. Um, pardon me, doesn't feel like I have anything to share. So uh, you'll forgive me if I sort of have some notes here to refer to because it sort of helps me stay focused and stay on point because uh, my original sponsor used to tell me um, to stay out of my head because it was a very dangerous neighborhood. And I really don't want to take you into this crazy head of mine. Um, the fact is, sharing is not something that comes naturally to me. I am a compulsive overeater, and I've never shared a thing in my life. Sharing takes practice. So thanks, Scott, for asking me to uh, share tonight. So here are the facts that allow me to share in this program. I've been in these rooms since January 2005. I've been a compulsive overeater. My top weight was 260 pounds. Through the grace of God and by working this, pro this, pro this steps, I was able to release over 100 pounds and have been able to keep most of it off for almost eight years. To coming into recovery for me to finally realize the depth of my disease I suffer from, like an alcoholic, I have a disease with three components, a physical compulsion, an obsession of the mind, and a spiritual component. I call myself a compulsive overeater, and that is true, but what you're really looking at tonight is an ex-junkie. I was addicted to every form of junk food you could think of. When I was growing up, my closest friends were the Pillbury Dole's Boy, Frito Burrito, the, the Frito Bandito, and uh, you know, you know, I was an extreme isolator, and so all I did was, uh, you know, like grow up eating junk food. But even that doesn't get to the depth of my illness. See, what you see in front of you tonight is a seriously sick person. I suffer from what Bill W. calls a sick soul sickness. The symptoms of my particular disease all begin with S. I'm selfish, self-absorbed. 
self-righteous, and stubborn. In a word, self-will run riot. Mm -hmm. While in recovery, I also discovered that the remedy for my uh, disease also began with S. My original sponsor drummed into me that no matter what the problem was that I suffered from, the solution was always more spiritual <coughs> development. So most of my life, I considered myself a moral person following a very disciplined spiritual path. If you ask me, I would say that most of my life was spent in service, giving to my community and society. At least that's the way it looked on the outside. But to those who really know me, I saw another George, someone who was filled with anger and rage, a workaholic, a man who was not in control of his emotions. I abused all of the basic human appetites, whether they revolved around sex, drugs, alcohol, and especially food. In a word, I was a, I was a walking disaster. For years, I continued to struggle with and against the strongest powerful urges, which inevitably undermined even my best intentions. I like to say I drank because I thought it gave me the courage to deal with my problems. I smoked pot to relieve me of all the stress of my crazy life. I took ecstasy and other mind-altering drugs, thinking that it would give me the wisdom of a better life. And I ate, and I ate, and I ate. None of this worked. Humiliated, I finally gave up and admitted complete defeat. I guess you could say that I came into these rooms completely beaten down and defeated by my disease. I'm going to share something with you that everyone in this room, even the newcomer, knows only too well. Before you came into OA, you knew you had a serious problem. Many of you probably were also very aware of what your disease was doing to you. Yet you couldn't stop. Because just like me, we're compulsive overeaters. The fact is that neither the knowledge, yes, I truly am a compulsive overeater, nor the awareness, why can't I just stop, does not guarantee recovery. It just allows you to claim your seat in this room. Over a long period of indulging in these destructive behaviors, we've proven to ourselves and others that we can't stop our compulsive eating behavior, and our lives have become completely unmanageable. The fact is that there is no human power, no diet or food plan that could relieve us of our compulsive eating. The only way we could stop was by turning to a power greater than ourselves. I call that power God. I was finally able to become abstinent when I got down on my knees and put my will and my life, including my food, into God's hands. Once I did that, food, what I ate and how much I ate, was no longer a problem. Upon reflection, I would describe this as the first of many vital ex spiritual experiences, which simply means that God did for me what I cannot do for myself. What little progress I've made in recovery was slow and at times very painful. In fact, it is only when I began working the steps that my stubborn willfulness was transformed into a mysterious willingness. I was somehow able to let go of my need to be first, to be right, to be superior, 
and to be terminally unique. When I gave up my will and turned it over, the, out, the outcome to, my, to God, miraculously, I was given the gift of abstinence and my compulsion to overeat was arrested. At that point, food was no longer a problem. At least that's what I told myself. I honestly thought that I had it licked. Absence became a novelty for me, and for several years I enjoyed it. I thought, hallelujah, I never have to do that again. I call this my awakening as a compulsive overeater. You see, my story doesn't end there. Over the past few years, despite attending at least four meetings a week, working the steps, even sponsoring people, I started to gain weight. For me, what I weigh today is a clear sign that the disease I suffer from is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and persistent. To paraphrase the big book, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, the weight creeps up. This was a very humbling experience for someone like me, someone who thought he was a spiritual giant in a way. How is it that I found myself in a relapse meeting almost more desperate than ever. For me, a good way to tell whether you are in relapse or not is to check to see if you are spiritually fit. Ask yourself, how do your spiritual pants fit, so to speak? To be honest, I couldn't fit into my spiritual pants anymore. That's when I knew I was in relapse. Among other things, I was suffering from the most deadly ism any addict can suffer from. You guessed? I sponsored myself. You see, I worked all the steps. I had a sponsor, but then that sponsor left the program, and I figured I can handle it myself. Slowly, as the weight came up, I felt like I was a fraud. I was filled with shame and stopped attending and stopped sharing at meetings. But I did continue going to meetings, hoping against hope that somehow it might click and I could regain my abstinence. During that period, there was a particular passage in our abstinence book which really spoke to me every time we read it. Ironically, the article was called, It Works If You Work It. So I want to share with you what that author said. The disease of compulsive overeating is cunning, baffling, and powerful. It uses any means to rob us of our program and recovery, manipulating us into continuing to use excess or inappropriate food for our survival. It keeps us in the bondage of food, fat, overeating, and self-obsession. The disease cuts us off from a world and closes the pathway to God. Our continued recovery is contingent on the elimination of compulsive overeating from our lives so that we can reopen that pathway and keep it clear. It's only through abstinence that we can do that. To those of us who come a long way emotionally, spiritually, and physically, but who still carry excess weight, that's me, I can only say that it's the continuous elimination of, of compulsive eating behaviors that leads to continued recovery from this disease. The fact is, as bitter as it is, as long as I'm overweight, I'm eating more food than my body needs. And if I'm eating more food than my body needs, I'm overeating. Simple overeating leads to compulsive overeating, 
which can, which can lead us right out of the program. So if I remain overweight, then there are some food choices and eating behaviors that I'm not turning over to God. I must continue to eliminate them if I want to continue, if I want continued recovery. I have to take my abstinence seriously. Everything else in my life has to revolve around it. So personally, I had to admit that I really was in relapse when I discovered that I was eating not to nourish my body, not even to assuage my hunger. I found that I was compulsively eating and eating to trying to overcome a craving that was totally beyond my mental control. Even though I was working a half-assed program, the reality was I had no effective defense against taking that first compulsive bite. My relapse was slow, steady. My weight climbed up one pound at a time as I continued to listen to that voice of my disease, which gently assured me that it'll be different this time. Go for it. You can handle it. I lived in this delusional world pretending that everything was fine with my food, with my life, and with my community. None of this was true, and so I continued to compulsively eat and suffer the result. Things got so bad that I kept looking for another sponsor. I was really desperate. When I went to Unity Day in February 2016, I had heard someone share that the solution, that I, I heard him share that the solution was simple, spiritual, and not part of the problem. This person had what I wanted, and so I asked him to sponsor me. Any progress I've made in this program since that time is a result of our ongoing sponsorship relationship. Perhaps the most important lesson that my current sponsor continues to remind me is that just like an alcoholic who has a physical allergy to alcohol, I am a foodaholic, and I have a physical allergy to certain food substances, sugar and wheat products. He hasn't let me off the hook. Now we've added corn to this list. Eating these product, products creates a physical craving in me, which unaided I cannot possibly control. So what has changed for me since I've been in relapse? To begin with, I have to take my relapse very, very seriously. I can't rest on my laurels how much weight I've lost. Despite all the progress in this program, I'm just a beginner. Let me say that again. I'm just a beginner. I will always be a compulsive overeater, someone who has to work his program each and every day. I can't be satisfied any longer with my food being okay. The truth is, no matter how, what I weigh, deep down I'm just a garden variety foodaholic. That's a fact, which I can never forget. And because that's a fact, every morning after my prayer and meditation, I check to see if I'm in fit physical condition by taking my blood sugar. For me today, as our literature states, abstinence is the action of refraining from compulsive overeating from, and from co compulsive food behaviors while working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight. That's all I need to know. Abstinence is freedom from compulsive overeating. However, today, I, today I'm more interested in being what I call sober abstinent, 
And in order to do that, I must put first things first. And that means putting the fork down, because that is the first step. I had to com be completely out of the food before I could continue in recovery. I had to get desperate enough that I was willing to go to any lengths and surrender at death. My journey in recovery doesn't stop there. My, my sponsor constantly reminds me that there is no graduation from this program. We don't issue diplomas in, in Overeaters Anonymous after you've worked the steps. No matter, no, no, after becoming abstinent, the challenge becomes, can I continue to put this design for living that I've been li given into practical use day by day? Today, the question isn't, can I just be abstinent? The acid test is, can I be sober abstinent? Keeping an emotional balance and live to good purpose under all conditions. Well, with the help of my higher power, that is my goal for today. I'm so grateful that today the spiritual life is not a theory, but something I can continue to practice every day. It is my job to work my program and not pick up no matter what. Like everyone else, I have good days and bad days. But I wouldn't trade my life today with anyone. I've stopped questioning how this program works. I just know that it does. I trust my higher power. I stay involved in service. I go to a lot of meetings. I work with others. And most of all, I try and practice these principles. When I do that, the big book promises me that my disease will remain in remission. Today, the good news is that when I am in fit spiritual condition, God grants me the serenity to accept who I am the courage to face who I was yesterday, and confidence to trust my higher power in all my affairs. And for that, I am truly grateful. Thank you.